We'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for May 29th, 2023. And um, today along, a lot to cover. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through all of it. Just mind-blowing uh, information. Before we get into the teaching, just some Bible verses. Um, this is on my file of overcoming protection, answered prayer, comfort, faith, justification, fear of the Lord. This is not exhaustive. The actual file um bible verse file on this is actually a lot longer these are the these are the primary ones at the very beginning i've done a whole teaching on the subject quite a while ago that i give you the link to and it's called overcoming protection meekness answer prayer faith fear of the lord part one and two it was done all the way back in december of 2007 i give you the links to those or you can just key in overcoming at uh, contendingfortruth.com and it's all there with the pdf it's all free and then also another related study entitled Biblical Proactive Actions for Dealing with Evil Entities and Overcoming Sin. And um, that's a lot more recent, though. <clears throat> anyway, I give you those links here at the end of this first section here. And it will be in the PDF for May 29th, 2023. So <clears throat> just the, the first uh, few verses here. Uh, Zephaniah. 2 verses 1 through 1 through 3 gather yourselves together yea gather yourselves together o nation not desired before the decree bring forth before the day pass as chafe chafe is like you know the chafe of hay or this type of thing um before the fierce anger of the lord come upon you before the day of the lord's anger come upon you so it's it's addressing a nation that is not desired and like the information we're looking at in today's study <clears throat> in the totality of all the studies i've ever done and not just me but just i'm just saying that as an example since 2005 for example and the incremental progression of wickedness that is increasing pretty much by the day and the bible does predict this is going to happen i would have to unequivocally say that most likely in god's eyes for the most part by and large america and i would say you you know show me a nation that is desired at this point show me a nation that's in god's will uh, i think america is near the top of the list regarding the exportation of wickedness just for example i'm, I'm pretty sure that america puts out the vast majority of pornography and um, that's been the case for a very long time. There's an area out in, I think, California that's notorious for that. That's just one example. Just one. And not to say we're the only uh, nation on the planet that's, that's, you know, putting out wickedness. I'm not saying that. But um, you just look at, at the stuff that's going on. I, I mean, it's just mind-blowing and beyond my comprehension the reports that i'm covering on a weekly basis um regarding the direction this this nation is moving so when it says a nation not desired i would just you know insert whatever nation that you <laughs> you're in most likely it's probably going to be the case uh and then it says before the fierce the the fierce anger of the lord come upon you 
before the day of the Lord's anger come apart. So this is this is for people within these nations. This is a preemptive thing that we should all be doing. Uh, because you're not going to change the nation itself. You can pray for your nation. You can pray for your leaders. You can pray that, you know, like my current event prayer, which I would, you know, I would say definitely, you know, I would be rotating those warfare prayers. Like, um, and, and I put the one pertinent or the, or the rotation of those. I put a different one up every teaching I do. Um, I think it is our obligation to do that, obviously. But ultimately, end of the, at the end of the day, there's no Bible for the world becoming this wonderful utopian place and we're going to take back uh the um <clears throat> nation for god and there's no bible for that and when i when i hear so many christians talking like that you could say well they're naive okay maybe maybe it's a noble thought true not going to say it's not i wish that wasn't the case obviously i do but i'm talking about is there Bible for it? If you look at Revelation, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Matthew 24, Daniel as it pertains to the um, tribulation period, is there Bible? I don't see Bible for that. The Bible says evil men and seducers shall wax, meaning grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, 2 Timothy 3.13. So um, you look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, I mean, it's pretty clear that we are definitely moving into those times are in those times and are moving in that direction now we're to fight we're to be good soldiers we're not to quit we're not to give up we're we are to endure to the end we're to be more than overcomers only through the lord jesus christ because that's our only hope that's our only um protection that's our only that's it he's our only hope period there's no other there, there's no other hope in the universe than, Jesus, than through Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, his finished work on the cross, salvation through him. That is all of ours and the only hope for, for humanity at all is that. So, um, and again, if you're not familiar with that concept, go to contendingfortruth.com. There is a tab at the very top right and it says true salvation. Just click on that and I just walk you through it. And it's a series of studies that... Um, kind of takes you from getting saved into okay what the stuff that happens afterward or should be happening this type of thing uh it's pretty i think it's pretty comprehensive anyway um so this is this is something that god is saying in zephaniah to a nation not desired before the fierce anger of the lord come upon you and before the day of the lord's anger come upon you so let's just talk about okay if if you're the average christian in america and um this would pertain i believe to you as much it would as as much as it would pertain to me i'm not holding myself in any higher account or higher or lower accountability than anyone else um, um this is this applies to all of us the bible says then says seek ye the lord all ye meek of the earth now meek doesn't mean weak um, meek is pertaining to humility before the Lord, um, a contrite spirit, um, being broken before the Lord, this type of thing. Okay. So all you meek of the earth, and the opposite of meek is pride. Okay. So God can't stand pride. 
Pride blinds you to your own sin. Um, but when you're meek and when you're humble before the Lord, you know, you're you're in a much better standing with God <laughs> when you're when you're of that mindset. Okay. So all ye meek of the earth which have wrought his judgment. See, we're supposed to seek out godly judgment. We're supposed to ask God for for righteous judgment upon the earth. Not judgment like um, your neighbor does you wrong and you're jilted over that and you want God to judge him because he, that's more of a revenge type judgment. This is, this is judgment on wickedness. Okay. And when God judges wickedness, good things always, always happen. The, the Bible speaks very highly of righteous judgment. The kind that it speaks not that way of is judge, um, when you have a beam in your own eye and you're judging the speck in your brother's. That's when Jesus said, judge not lest ye be judged. When you have a beam, like a timber beam in your own eye, and this is an example, and you're judging the little speck in your brothers. Okay, first remove the timber beam in your own eye so you can judge the speck in your brothers. Um, Jesus Christ said he was spiritual judgeth all things and um, to judge righteous judgment and that if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. So self-judgment, and I don't mean like condemnation. It's easy to get into that. I'm, I've done it myself very many times. Um, but you want to kind of stay away from a lot of self-condemnation at the same time. You don't want to like, because then that's not of God. I, I, but self-judgment, judging our own sin. Yeah, that's, that's totally biblical. And we should be doing that pretty much on a daily basis. Um, keeping short accounts with God. Like, okay, if, if you you know, you sin, you, you, you confess and repent and, 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 you know, get it right standing with the Lord again. And again, a lot of the stuff I'm telling you to do, I, I haven't done great either. Okay. So I'm not acting like I'm any gold standard or whatever. Um, seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment, seek righteousness, seek meekness, and it shall, and it may be ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. So I think we, we can see this freight train coming. We can see this satanic freight train coming. And if this is the only study you've ever listened to from me, just, just bear with me. Just for this one study. And I'm going to show you the a little bit of the freight train. I'm going to show you kind of a broad-based perspective of that satanic freight train that's coming at us a thousand miles an hour. Just in today's study, I pretty much, I think, do that weekly at this point or you know whenever i put up an audio it's super simple my job's real easy at this point as far as finding content it's just trying to cherry pick and then and then um hone it down and then just kind of give you the cliff note version because if i tried to cover everything i'd need a full-time staff and i'm just a one one person show here and again if we if we go to the bible and we look we we do the hebrew etymology of the word meek which is from the word, how can we play you this? Strong's H6035. Anav. Anav. Okay, so that's the second entry. Oh. Anav. Anav. Okay, so a little different derivation there. Lexicon Strong's H6035. Um, you heard the pronunciation there. It's how the KJV translates the word meek. And it's 13 times as the word meek, five times as humble, five times as poor, two times as lowly, and one time as very meek. Okay, so you're 
They're humble and weak and poor and afflicted before the Lord, essentially. You know, and your fellow man, really, too. I mean, I mean, um, and I don't mean, again, um, like some homeless person on the side of the road or something like that. I'm not degrading them. I'm just saying that can be a form of, of a way that God does humble people. I, I do believe that. Sometimes it takes that much for God to get somebody where they've set their pride aside and they've lost everything. I mean, it took my parents, I've told that story many times, I mean, they had to lose everything, including their life, in order for them to even be receptive to me leading them to the Lord. That's the point I'm trying to make. I'm, I'm not trying to degrade homeless people at all, okay? But that's the point I'm trying to make. Sometimes God has to take every single thing from you in order for you to get saved. And that was what my prayer for them up until the time they got saved was. I'm like, God, I'm having a real hard time seeing how they're going to get saved. <laughs> In my own mind, I said, and if you have to take every single thing away from them in order to do that, please do that. Because I would rather that happen than they be rich on this earth and then go to hell. I would rather that they have everything taken away from them, get saved, and then be able to go to heaven. And that's exactly what happened. And if you've never heard those studies I've done on that, on my parents passing, just key in the word passing and... You should be able to find them. You might have to say passing mom or passing my dad. That all happened within, you know, a one to two year period. All that happened. And I did different studies. It was before I moved up here to North Carolina, right before that. So um, anyway, I just wanted to clarify that a little bit more in that word. So God says to this nation not desired before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you and before the Lord's anger come upon you. And I mean, you're looking at the stuff. I'm looking at this stuff that's going on with the transgender stuff. And I'm going to report on that this week. And, and on all these companies, Target, North Face, and Adidas, and um, National League Baseball, and uh, um, I'm, not, I'm not even remembering them all from this week alone. Sports Illustrated. This is the same spirit that's that that is taken over the government, the high levels of government, the military, the world governments. It is an absolute spirit of total demonic, sodomite, child molesting insanity. That is the norm, and that is the protected class now. And I will, again, prove that today. It's, it's easy to prove. It's not hard. That is what is being protected. Because that's the most near and dear thing to Satan. The molestation of children, the defiling of children, and at the core root of the transgender movement, that is their goal. I'm going to state that again, and they've even, the one video we're going to listen to, that is their stated goal, is to be able to molest your children legally and for you to have no recourse. That's where this is all moving. This is codified in like UN documents and these types of things. And the UN will be the coming backbone for the coming one world government under Antichrist and false prophet. It's always, it's been put in place 
since its inception for that very reason. Maybe called something different at that time. I, I, I doubt it. Maybe, maybe it'll change, but it'll still be the same thing. It's hard for me to see that the Lord's anger and his judgment's not coming on America and on other countries. Now, I understand you're going to get a lot into that in the book of Revelation, in the second half of the tribulation, which we have not entered into yet. But, you know, how much of it we're going to see prior to that, I don't know. I'm praying we see a whole lot of judgment on wickedness because we need it desperately. Wickedness, when left unchecked, like it is now, essentially, begets more wickedness. It emboldens the wicked to go further because they think that there's no consequences. They think in their darkened mind and hearts that there's no God and there's going to be no ramifications and they're going to rule and reign with Satan and hell forever. At the top level, that's what they're taught, essentially. And it brings me back to this verse in Ecclesiastes 8.11. Because sentence, like a, like a, you know how they, get, they sentence a prisoner? That's what this is talking about. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, which is a great example of the American and the Canadian and other places, the, their um, penal system, their, their, you know, they, they take away, you know, these people get slaps on the wrist for like child molestation and stuff like that. Or if they do get the death penalty, it never happens because they just, you know, tuck them away and then let them die of natural causes or whatever. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. And that is the quintessential essence. That verse I just read right there, that is the quintessential essence of why things are so stinking wicked now and so out of control. Because like these transgendered freaks, for instance, see that there's no ramification for the wicked and they see that they're a protected class on top of it. They look they look up at high government and high Hollywood and, and sports figures and, and people in the entertainment industry and they're all cheering them on. And they're passing laws to protect these abominations. So the hearts of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. And again, where it all ends is child molestation and them legally being able to sexually molest your children. We're going to prove that today. We need God's judgment. We need his righteous judgment on this wickedness. And I would, I would encourage you to pray for that. So the Bible says, seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. You've manifest his judgment. You've, you've um, sought his judgment. You have appealed to God for his judgment to come. Seek righteousness. Remember, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of understanding, wisdom, knowledge, the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. There's another verse that I could have added in here. So the fear of the Lord is heavily tied into this. The fear of the Lord will bring about meekness. It will bring about humility before God. What was the prayer that Solomon said that, you know, 
please God. One of the only times the Bible ever says any, like something, please God. Not to say that we can't do things to please him. I'm just saying the Bible doesn't log a lot of things other than Jesus pleasing God and Solomon pleasing God. Um, I'm not saying there's no other examples, but well, it was when he went to God and he said he could have asked for anything, but he said, I, I don't know how to govern this great people. I'm as but a little child and not whether I know not whether to come in or go out apart from thee. Give me the wisdom and I'm paraphrasing here, but give me the wisdom that I need to govern them and, and guide them and direct them and these types of things. And that thing pleased God. And it pleased him so much that not only did he give him that, but he made him the richest person on the planet that it ever has ever or ever will exist. Well, I mean, in this time, the time dispensation that we're in. So um, that's important. It's important stuff. It, but it was a very humble prayer before God when he could have asked for anything. He could have asked for riches. Now he got that, but he didn't ask for it. He asked for just the wisdom and he sought God as a little child. Unless you humble yourself as a little child, you, you'll not enter the kingdom of God. I, I got into those verses last week, I believe. So that's all tied in with meekness, humility before the before, before God and these types of things. And it's all tied in with laying aside your own pride. Um, because you can't come to God in that manner of humility and meekness and in also, uh, also a state of pride. They, they don't commingle. They don't mix at all. Going further, Isaiah 66 verse 1, Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is thy throne, is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Skipping a little bit ahead. For all those things have mine hand made. And all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is of a poor. And remember, that doesn't mean he's poor, like he doesn't have any money or something like that. Remember, meekness is defined as another way of saying poor. And that probably that's the uh, same derivation of that exact same word. Underline Hebrew. Even to him that is poor and is of a contrite spirit. A contrite is essentially like the same thing. Humble, contrite, meek. And trembleth at my word meaning fear of God. And we just talked about that. Trembling at his words implies fear of God. And then we go, um, so that's who God is going to look to. So if you want to be hid in the day of the Lord's wrath, which I do believe is coming, um, again, you could debate on how much of that wrath we're going to see prior to the great tribulation. I pray for God's judgment now because we need it on wickedness, you know, and the Bible also says judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. So it's most likely going to start there. Probably on the old 501c3 corporate church system that's yoked up with the government, that's gelded by the government, that doesn't say a whole lot about these types of subjects that we're going to be covering today because they don't want to lose their 501c3 tax exempt status and lose their subsidies and, you know, getting bad standing with the government, which gave them their right to exist. And again, no Bible for any of that. The, the apostles and Jesus, I mean, basically wouldn't go along with what the governmental authorities were telling them to do. And basically all of them lost their lives as a result of that. So, going forward. Verse 3. Yea, they have chosen their own ways. 
This is Isaiah 66, verse 3 through 5. Yea, they, they have chosen their own ways, meaning they're doing what they want to do. And their soul delighteth in their abominations. It reminds me of this transgender LGBTQ movement, you know. They delight in their abominations. They glory in their shame. They love it. They love evil. They love wickedness. For them to not do wickedness is, is um, would be an abomination. The Bible, there's Bible verses that refer to that. That, that for them not to be doing wickedness would be an abomination. I mean, ugh. So as a result of this, God says, I will choose their delusions and will bring their fears upon them because when I called, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear. But they did evil before mine eyes and chose that in which I delighted not. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Ye that tremble at his word, Again, fear the Lord. Your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my namesake. Now, how many of you out there, my listeners, and I've gotten tons of emails over the years that have people in their family that will call themselves Christians. Maybe they're Catholics. Maybe they're Methodists. Maybe they're Baptists. Who knows? They would call themselves Christians. And you got off on this track of pursuing truth that they don't cover in the churches but it's super simple to verify like the stuff we cover on a on a week by week basis me and me and a lot of other people and they hate you now they hate you that you've been ostracized from the family even though they say they're christians and you try to show them the truth you try to show them the truth about the kill shot the covid kill shot or Try to show them the truth about maybe occult holidays that they're celebrating or maybe about the cult that they're in, like Catholicism. You know, got the blood of, you know, I don't know how many millions upon millions of martyrs on its hands. Catholicism alone. Nope, can't speak against the Catholic Church. Nope, that's a spirit. Spirits. And they don't want, those spirits don't want you commingling with, because they're afraid you might convert them. You might actually convert them to the truth. So I'm sure a lot of us can relate to this. Ye that tremble at his word, your brethren that hated you, brethren it says, brethren, your brothers and sisters that hated you, most likely in your own family, and Jesus Christ even said, think not that I come to bring peace but a sword, and a, a man's foes will be they of his own household. Mother against daughters, you know, father against son, that type of thing. I believe that's the dynamic we're talking about here. Your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my name's sake. They're going to do it under the, the guise of whatever false Christianity they're embracing. Whether it's Catholicism, whether it's, I mean, you could even get into the whole Mormonism. Because they kind of they kind of claim to be real, they're the real Bible believers, right? Seventh Day Adventists. These are all cults, guys. They are. I've done studies on basically all of this. They don't adhere to the Word of God. They have all these extra biblical books and extra biblical teachings that contradict the Word of God, that override the Word of God. I mean, the, the Catholic Church has you know all their 
papal bulls and edicts and Vatican one and two and all this other garbage. And, and then they got all these fallen angels or whatever that they worship, bowing themselves down to graven images, taking out the second commandment so that they can have a right to do that. I mean, it's just insane. The blood of so many martyrs. And I'm talking martyrs that were killed in the most horrific ways you could possibly imagine during like the Dark Ages in particular and the Catholic Inquisitions. Key in Inquisitions in the keyword search page at contendingfortruth.com. And just listen to my study on that. If you can get through it, it is so horrific. The way that the Catholic Church would torture and martyr real Christians, burning them at the stake and all kind of torture devices. Who does that? Where does it say in the Bible that we should be doing that? Jesus Christ never did that. He never said, well, you don't believe in me. I'm going to set up all these ancient torture devices and torture you till you accept me as your Lord and Savior. Did Jesus Christ ever do that? Did he ever burn people at the stake because they rejected him? No. He gave he, free will. They're going to suffer in the next life. Once they die, but he never forced his will upon them. But evidently the Catholic Church knows better. And there, you know, there's other cults out there that have done similar things. But no, nobody like the Catholic Church. I mean, Islam is, is definitely up there as well. But Islam is not... The, the thing that... that um, where I Islam and... Um, Buddhism and Hinduism and these other false religions where they veer is that they don't claim to be Christian. Okay, I'm talking about cults that claim to be Christian, that want to ride the coattails of Jesus Christ and say that, no, we're the one true one. Going back to this, ye that tremble at his word, your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my name's sake, which is, I think, pretty common with a lot of my listeners, said... Let the Lord be glorified. That's what they said. But he shall appear to your joy and they shall be ashamed. Now, I'm not saying they're all not saved, but they may be saved yet so as by fire, like the Bible talks about at the judgment seat of Christ, where all their works will be burned up as wood, hay, or stubble because they never built gold, silver, or precious jewels as far as works go which won't be burned up at the judgment seat of Christ. Now, that's not to be confused with the great white throne judgment, which is for unbelievers. So maybe they'll be ashamed at the great at the judgment seat of Christ. That that would be best case scenario for them. Better than that than going to hell. And then obviously the best case scenario would be them waking up and, you know. But they're going to, they're, they're, they're saying they're going to cast you out for my namesake, for, in the name of Jesus Christ. And they're going to say, let the Lord be glorified. They're going to think they're in right standing with God. But he shall appear to your joy and they shall be ashamed. Isaiah 83, 1. Keep not thou silence, O God. Hold not thy peace and be not still, O God. Next verse. For though thine enemies make a tumult, like a commotion, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. Oh, man. I've never seen they that hate God, lifting up their head more, lifting up their head in pride, and in prize plot, pride, defiance toward God. Boy, they're in for a rude awakening. 
They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. It's the only time that phrase is ever used in the Bible. Just thought of this verse today. I read it the other day in my Bible study. And I'm like, thy hidden ones. Yeah. What is that translated from? Strong's H6845. Sapan? I might be butchering the Hebrew, but that is translated, at least in one way, thy hidden ones. In that regard, in that phrase, thy hidden ones is only used, um, I believe, one time. Yeah, one time in the Bible. It's translated from that word 33 times as hide, lay up, esteemed, uh, hidden ones, privily, meaning kind of privately, secret places, secret. Those are some of the ways it's translated. But it says that these enemies of God that hate God, that have lifted up their head, they've taken crafty counsel against thy people. And consulted against thy hidden ones. Well, when it says thy people, and then it says consulted against thy hidden ones, thy people is, is being defined as thy hidden ones. The Bible does a lot of that. You can actually find the meaning of a word um, in that regard. That's a little more complicated, but you, you can do that a lot in the Bible. So I do believe God has hidden ones everywhere, all over the earth. And, and a lot of those are, have probably <laughs> fallen into the category where we talked about before, your brethren that hated you and cast you out for my name's sake. I believe a lot of them are probably hidden ones. And they thought, and, and it says they were doing it, you know, thinking that they were doing God's service. And they said, let the Lord be glorified. But he shall appear to your joy and they shall be ashamed. You gave them a little too much truth. They couldn't handle the truth. So then they attacked you. And I do believe God has these hidden ones. And they're the remnant. I'm not saying all the remnant are hidden. That's God's... Um, that's God's matters there. Okay. But I just think that's interesting that that, that that phrase appears and the implications there and that the these enemies of God and those that have lifted up their head and have taken crafty counsel against thy people, they're consulting against the hidden ones. And I do believe in the future, in the near future, God's going to start bringing out a lot of his hidden ones into the open. And I think a lot of them are going to do mighty exploits for God. And there is Bible for that. There is Bible for that. Okay, and this is regarding when the abomination of desolation makes takes place in Daniel 11.31. Right after that, and it says, Daniel 11.32, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. Meaning the Antichrist. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Yes. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And they that understand among the people shall instruct many. 
Yet they shall fall by the sword and by flame and by captivity and by spoil many days. Unfortunately, we're heading into rough times, particularly during the tribulation period. And again, I don't mean to like step on anybody's toes about pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. That's not what I'm here to argue. Um. Anyway, that there, um, there's the Bible does talk about that concept. Okay, and, and again, and, and then this Bible verse just came into my head. I had to do a keyword search for it um, because a lot of times it'll just be two words, and then you just go up to Blue Letter Bible and enter in the two words, and you'll find it. Regarding the time, the this time period that we're talking about here, Daniel twelve one, and at that time Michael, the archangel Michael. Shall stand up, the great prince which standeth up, standeth for the children of thy people. Michael is is um, typically always associated with the nation of Israel, the literal, you know, nation of Israel. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. This is the time of Jacob's trouble. This is the time of the latter half of the three and a half year tribulation. Okay. Such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, everyone that shall be found written in the book. Then you go to Zechariah 13 and it'll tell you that two-thirds are going to perish in of the Israelites. But one-third will, will, will come through the um, fire, essentially. And will be tried as silver is tried in the furnace of earth and will be purified. I'm paraphrasing some there. But... Um, and then they're going to look upon the one whom they pierce, Jesus Christ, and mourn for him as one that mourns for their only begotten son. They're going to finally realize, you know, their savior, Messiah, came 2,000 years ago. And collectively, that nation of Israel rejected him. Um, but at the end of the tribulation, they're going to get their eyes opened. Okay. And then it goes on to say, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Um, now, um, I believe this is in reference to, you know, like the rapture here, okay, which the Bible talks about. So, um, obviously that's what that's talking about. I don't want to get into a debate on pre-trip, post-trip, mid-trip or anything like that. We don't have time to go there. But, and they that shall be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. That should be our goal. You want to be wise and you want to turn as many as possible to righteousness. Okay. Because, you know, not, not because, oh, you want to shine as the brightness of the firmament and stars forever and ever. I mean, that's awesome. You do it because you know it's the right thing to do. You do it because... It's like the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have done in yourself. There was one time when you weren't operating in truth and were unsaved. And then, you know, that changed. And so you want to help other people like you were helped. You want to do that because it pleases the Lord. You want to do that because you love the Lord. You want to do that because you love humanity. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, you know. And then it says, but thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even at the time of the end, which is pretty much where we're at and many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased yeah have we ever had a, have we ever seen a time of knowledge exploding like 
in the last 30 years. Now, a lot of it's false knowledge, but knowledge has increased. I mean, you can go up now and, and, and just go on YouTube and just like how-to videos on stuff that before you would have had to have maybe, you know, gone to the library and hoped that maybe they had a book on it or whatever or a bookstore and maybe they did and then you'd have to go reference, okay, what page you have to read. Now you can find it in, you know, two minutes online. So just some interesting points there and then just some other verses regarding these subjects jeremiah 32 26 and 27 said this a lot then came the word of the lord unto jeremiah saying behold i am the lord the god of all flesh is there anything too hard for me with a question mark obviously no there's not lord and then the next chapter jeremiah 33 2 through 3 thus saith the lord the maker thereof the lord that formed it to establish it the Lord is his name. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So, God's telling you to, to call on him. But the Bible also says in, in Psalm 66, verse 18, if I regard iniquity, or like sin, this type of stuff, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Okay, so that's one of the ways we can get our prayers hindered. Um, and then a remedy for that is Psalm 19, verse 12 through 14. Who can understand his errors? With a question mark. Um, you may regard iniquity in your heart and you don't even know it. In other words, who can understand his errors? I'm, me too. I mean, not to say certain things aren't obvious, but then there might be other things that aren't obvious. Maybe there's things that you know you don't even think is a problem. And again, I would include myself in this conversation. The Bible says, who can understand his errors? Then it says, cleanse thou me from secret faults. Secret faults. You're asking, the psalmist is acting, asking God to do this. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Those are sins that are sins, but you presume they're not sins. Presumptuous. You presume that they're not a sin, but they are in God's eyes. Because God's ways are perfect and his ways are not our ways. And his standards are infinitely higher than ours. So it says, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Because those sins can take dominion over you. Then shall I be upright. Now I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Yeah. Gigantically, hugely important prayer points right there. Yeah, and I added that portion of um, scripture into the current, current event prayer points. I, I still keep trying to improve it and kind of hone it and it's gotten pretty large, but um, I did add that in. Okay, so... Um, Let's see here. And then I give my, my the three teachings I mentioned before at the end there. No, okay, so now we'll get it we'll get into the actual study. And the first report is and I, I did that because I wanted again to get us focused on what's really important. You know, on the Bible verses that we should be looking at and in in no matter how dark or bleak, you know. Our surroundings may become or look that's the truth what i just read you 
that's what we need to be focusing on. And I'm as guilty as anybody for getting my eyes off Jesus and focusing on the situations and focusing on the darkness, you know. Um, uh, so I say that as much as to myself as anyone else. So the first report, heads up, pre-mark of the beast digital currency could be coming in June. Okay. And um, I, we've been warning about this, but I mean, I've got to continue to give you updates on this because it's coming and it's, boy, boy, it's it's getting really real. Your Excellency, are you ready for a new world order? That was a clip from the World Government Summit in 2022 talking about a new world order. Yeah, they're showing the, the panel there and, you know, the, this is all, the, you, if you want to watch this, it's a video with all the visual documentation as well. Same thing that we'll see unfold when the Antichrist is revealed in Revelation 13. Something and moves that we're seeing being made right now in America in the next couple months, one just a few weeks away. On June 1st, 2023, the United States could default on its debt. If the two parties don't come to an agreement and the debt ceiling isn't lifted, then this could be the first time in the history of the United States that it defaults on its debt, leading to serious complications within the economy. And what's interesting about the timing of all of this is in July 2023, the FedNow digital currency or digital payment system will be released in America. FedNow is a payment service that the Federal Reserve will be making available for banks and credit unions to transfer funds digitally and quickly. I want to play another... Now, it does appear, breaking news on CNN, the agreement would increase the debt limit for two years and cap non-defense spending. I mean, this is all, we're all dealing with, you know, our garbage fiat currency that's printed out of nothing out of thin air with nothing back in it but um it says we've got good news biden speaks out about the debt ceiling deal biden says the agreement prevents the worst possible crisis now i don't know if this is a done deal because drudge has it probably by the time you hear this you'll know okay but drudge has debt deal done with a question mark so i, I don't really know if it is but it, it does appear that they may be very near that whole thing clip from this world government summit in 2022 and see what they have to say about digital currencies and what we're seeing in the world today i think is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to and i'll say this boldly we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one and the new one the new accounting is what we call blockchain it means digital. It means having a almost perfect record of every single... And in the background, he's got Revelation 13, 17. No one may buy or sell unless they have the mark. And in order to have the mark of the beast, you have to have a digital, non-cashless, cashless society. You have to have that. Okay. Um, and this is why I've been so against this from the very beginning. Anything digital, anything blockchain, anything CBDC. <laughs> Listen, you can say that that for now, oh, this is this is for the patriots, and this this doesn't have anything to do with the government. You think the government's not going to come in and take that over at some point? You think they don't have those capabilities? Even if something was started with the best of intentions, you, you think the the government is as as advanced as they are. I mean, they invented, essentially, the computer. 
the internet, these types of things. You think as advanced as they are, they're not going to come in and take that over. This is why I've been so against this. Because I know you have to have this in order to bring about... Well, there, there's a horrible... There, there's a there's tons of other reasons why you don't want this. And we're going to look at that as well. But the end of the day, they're going to have to have it for the mark of the beast. ...transaction that happens in the economy. So as we see, world leaders are gathering together at a world government summit. Talking about creating a new world order, like a one world type government and how we need digital currencies where everything we buy and do is completely tracked. And if on June 1st the debt ceiling isn't raised or there's not some sort of agreement with troubles in the economy, it'll be much easier to force people into using digital currencies than if they had more means available to them. Nigeria just saw this exact thing happen in their country. Their country came out with a central bank digital currency, a CBDC, and the Nigerians rejected it. And when the government of Nigeria realized that the Nigerian population wasn't accepting this currency, they put a limitation on how much money, how much cash could be withdrawn from ATMs. And actually they said citizens could only take $40 a week out of their bank accounts and Nigerians need about $40 a day to live. You can see how this led to uncertainty and unrest, which led to many of the Nigerians accepting the central bank digital currency so they could get money to feed their families and to survive. After a three week delay, Nigeria's digital currency is now legal tender. At its launch, President Muhammad Buhari says the e-Naira will usher in opportunities for banks, customers, and the country's economy. Nigeria's got a Naira crisis, and it doesn't seem to be easing. For weeks ahead of a major national election, Africa's biggest economy hasn't had enough cash for its citizens. For starters, a deadline to exchange old notes in for legal tender led to long queues at ATMs and banks nationwide. Residents are only allowed to withdraw a maximum of 20,000 Naira or $43 at a time. And even the machines meant to dispense these notes are running dry. This is the type of forced system that will take place of government strong arming citizens into accepting central bank digital currency, tracking everything you do. And then just like the WEF World Economic Forum has come out and said the Great Reset, we need a change in everything in the world and how pretty much the whole entire world needs to be controlled by one central organization and the World Economic Forum would gladly be that organization. And so once the control systems are all in place, then it just perfectly makes sense for the Bible prophecy to take place where the Antichrist can see and watch if people can buy or sell and deny them access to buying and selling if they don't have the mark of the beast or the number of his name. You have been paid 2,000 central bank digital tokens. The following... Now this is some mock thing you're hearing here. So this computer says you've been paid 2,000 whatever digital bank tokens and this is from the central bank. This is a little animation. It says the following fees are being deducted um, from these 2,000 uh, whatever units uh, that he's just been paid. So the following fees are going to be um, subtracted from this. An, an accommodation fee, a food ration fee, and I'll let, let it go on. These are being deducted. Accommodation fee. Food ration fee. Recycling fee. Clean energy fee. Personal greenhouse gas emissions fee. Climate change fee. Diversity fee. Your current remaining balance is five central bank digital tokens 
and if not spent, it will expire in seven days. Yeah, so the, he started out with 2000 after they took their cut, the world government, because they have total control over you in this system, 100%. They left him five tokens out of 2000 and if you don't spend them in in seven days they're going to expire this is tall called boot across your throat total authoritarian control and this is again why i've been so against anything digital for so long the debt ceiling not being lifted on june 1st could really lead to serious problems and we can see with the large number of debt that america has that eventually it will default on its debt there's no way we could pay that back right or we'd just eventually have to say we're not going to pay it back and it, that would lead to world war three which also ties into end times prophecy of wars rumors and wars as well as all the nations gathering to war against Jerusalem in the last days. Right. So is this the exact fulfillment of the prophecies and revelations starting to be unfold? Well, it's not that, but what we see is the world being slowly moved into position for that to take place. Even Jesus said when talking about the great tribulation in Matthew 24, mm -hmm. see that you're not troubled for these things must happen first. They're showing all these sick people that have gotten a microchip in their their hands in their like the webbing of their their palms and this is going on i believe in a, in some of the european countries and they're showing them and you can see the bulge in their skin um where this microchip's sitting and they're going around and they're transacting and they don't even have to have their credit cards on i mean these people are i mean they're going to beg for the real mark of the beast not to say they're not already moving in that direction right now so this is just the way of the world. We don't know how it's offset or the exact timeline, but we can see. Yeah, how they're taking their smartphone and scanning their microchip and like it's doing stuff on their phone. It's it's basically um, interacting this chip in their hand with their with their smartphones. Systems of the world that will adhere to the Antichrist rule, how they're all being moved and set up into play. I mean, they're gathering at a conference called World Government Summit talking about how we need a new world order and how we need digital currencies where every transaction is tracked. It's just incredible to see when in Revelation all those exact same things were written 1900 years ago. So again, we don't know exactly when this prophecy will be fulfilled, but we can see how the world systems are being set up for them to be fulfilled. Things are changing fast in this digital world, so much so that a growing number of businesses will not even accept cash anymore. Yeah, they are starting to set up. And again, I wouldn't if you're encountering any of those businesses i would let them know you will never do business with them again and never do that and let them know because this is a big beta test right now they're running and they're seeing what kind of pushback i mean you, they got a lot of pushback in nigeria but they're seeing how quickly and how easily we're going to accept it in america and you know i know not everybody's in america listening to this but i'm just speaking from that perspective but yeah they're 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 talking about this now openly in the news Reverse ATMs, it quickly turns... Reverse ATMs is what she said. And again, I talked about this is the study before last or whatever, where these businesses or these venues, let's say you, you want to go to a, this concert or whatever, some concert you shouldn't probably be at, you know, and from some secular artist, music artist, and you go in there and, and you find out, oh, they don't, they don't take cash for anything and you're like oh man i already bought my tickets and this type of stuff and and so then they have these reverse atms there where 
you take the cash, you were planning on spending cash there, you take the cash, you put it into the ATM, and it gives you back a debit card that's preloaded. I'm sure for a nice fee it charged you as well. And then you can use the debit card to buy things at the venue. And these are going to be, and again, what is this doing? It's taking cash out of the, um, because I guarantee you that cash will never be reintroduced back into circulation again. That's another thing they're going to do. That's another thing they did in Nigeria. They made cash itself very scarce. Okay. Um, and this is why these people were like, oh, I can only get $40, $40 out a week because they had no cash stored. They had no cash they could fall back on. They were relying on a week-to-week -week or day-to-day -day thing. Well, these reverse ATMs are creating that whole scenario. Cash into a prepaid debit card to be used on the fly. Andre Clark explains from New York City. You know, cash is really still king, but reverse ATMs are definitely the way of the future as more businesses look for ways to go cashless here at Madison Square Garden in Midtown Manhattan. Okay, and again, they're showing Brian Adams, a, a like a rock singer from like the, I mean, it was like my era. It shows his picture in Madison Square Garden. And evidently, he's going to tell you, I'm pretty sure, that that um, if you want to go in, in, um, to Madison Square Garden to see Brian Adams, you know, they have reverse ATMs in there. And um, that's how you're going to have to transact. You can't, I mean, you can't use cash in that venue. Businesses look for ways to go cashless here at Madison Square Garden in Midtown Manhattan. They already have machines inside the arena that can actually convert your cash into a debit card here. Seven years after South Australia did it, Victorians will finally get digital licenses. Drivers in Ballarat will Which leave. means, and it's showing, instead of a license you carry, it's a license that's going to be on your phone, your smartphone. And again, what if you don't have a smartphone? You know, like me or somebody. Um, they're just trying to um, paint all of us into a corner where we're forced to do all of these things. Six-month trial of the technology and its privacy predictions before the rest of us in 2024. Secured with a QR code that refreshes every 90 seconds and a moving hologram, Victoria's crack at making a digital driver's licence is ready to hit the road. This is just such a glorious day and I just, I can't wait. I just can't wait. So now more than ever... Yeah, because he knows it's one step closer to the New World Order and, you know, him serving as Master Satan. Time to get your life right with Jesus Christ. He's welcoming, he's forgiving, he's merciful, he's long-suffering, and thank God he is because we all need it. And that's why God sent Jesus to be the fulfillment of the sin sacrifice because we can never live up to it. But if you go to Jesus, he will heal you, he will forgive you, and he will guide your life. And we don't know the timeline of our lives or the timelines of these prophecies when they'll exactly fill out. Only the Father knows that. So turn to Jesus today and make sure you're in right standing with him because that's truly what matters and why we're here on this earth. Let yes. me know. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Um, okay, so next video. Is the digital dollar coming? Financial experts warn it will be an instrument of governmental control. Now, <laughs> I have obviously exposed christian broadcasting network many times but again i'm gleaning from them like i would glean from alex jones or mike adams and these other people um they're actually even addressing this issue okay and so i'm going to go ahead and play this clip 
The United States Federal Reserve is considering the creation of a digital dollar. Cyber currencies have many supporters, yet critics warn they would be a privacy nightmare. One currency expert claims the removal of cash would push America closer to a totalitarian state. Dale Hurd has the story. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell told the House Financial Services Committee in March that the Fed had already begun testing a digital dollar. What we're doing is experimenting in kind of early stage experimentation. How would this work? Does it work? What's the best technology? What's the most efficient? Just like paper dollars, a central bank digital currency, or CBDC, would be issued by the Federal Reserve. Those pushing for it say it would have several advantages over physical money. They say it could be used to fight inflation because the Fed would have more direct control over the money supply. It could speed up transaction payments and help fight money laundering. The ability to track transactions has a couple of uh, elements that are very attractive to uh, economic policymakers. One is to know where people are spending their money. Another is to track taxes and prevent evasion and that sort of thing. Backers say the U.S. needs a digital dollar if it wants to remain the world's reserve currency. Opponents warn that it could be a very effective instrument of government control. Physical money has been called one of the last bastions of privacy. Laws like the Bank Secrecy Act have already stripped away most of the privacy from bank accounts and financial transactions. Banks have really a ton of power that people don't realize to shut down accounts, to freeze accounts, and to end up holding them for really any number of reasons. Currency expert James Rickard says a digital currency would move America closer to a totalitarian state. If I buy anything, the government doesn't know it. MasterCard kind of knows it, but even MasterCard uses product codes. So they don't say, you know, Jim bought a Snickers. It says Jim bought miscellaneous merchandise at a retail place. So the government doesn't know what you're doing. But with this new central bank... Yeah, but I mean, he's acting like it's good to use... It's okay to use your debit and credit card everywhere you go. And, and if I was... My advice is use cash whenever possible. I understand online it's impossible. But I'm saying that whenever you can you want to use cash um you're voting every time you use cash it's like you're voting in that direction you're voting away from a digital currency digital currency they will because they maintain the ledger so if i buy you know ron DeSantis's new book or i go to a donald trump rally or whatever it may be the government using artificial intelligence and having that information, which they would, are able to profile you. They say, well, this guy kind of looks like a conservative and maybe he's MAGA. And then you've got a target on your back. Last year, a Canadian court froze millions of dollars raised for truckers blocking roads to protest COVID-19 vaccine mandates. When the Pakistani government was faced with almost nonstop protest last year, it threatened to switch off the bank accounts of the protesters. A digital yep. dollar could not only be switched off, the Fed would be able to force negative interest rates on Americans if it wanted them to spend more, penalizing savers. Digital cash might also be an easy target for hackers. On the bank-to-bank -bank level, a real-time payment system called FedNow is expected to begin in July. It's not a digital currency, but an upgrade to what some call our antiquated banking system. 
FedNow service is an instant payments infrastructure that financial institutions can use to clear and settle payments instantly. Large bank deposits will be expected to clear much faster than they do now. But when it comes to a digital dollar, Fed Chairman Powell has admitted he's not at all confident that Americans want it. Dale Hurd, CBN News. Well, this ought to send a chill down your spine when you read in the book of Revelation that there'll come a day where you can't buy or sell. This guy just looks like such a sad sack. I think it's Robinson's son or whatever. Robinson's, a, he's a Satanist. I mean, we've proven that. He's a Freemason. He's a Satanist. Um, he's a ghoul, essentially. He's hes not, these people at the head of Christian Broadcasting Network, I've done many, many studies on them and how they were integral in getting so much of the population, the Christians in particular, to take the COVID kill shot. And sometimes they're on the right side of things or at least they appear to be on the right side of things and sometimes they're clearly on the satanic side of things but um <laughs> this guy just looks like such a such a sad sack i mean he's just i don't know he just i don't know he's kind of pitiful digital currency actually enables that if they're physical currency and whether that's coins or paper money uh, you get to have that, and you get to have physical possession of it, and so you can go to a marketplace and you can buy. You can also take your products to a marketplace and sell them and get cash, and the government's not involved in that transaction at all. They don't even know it's happening. But in a digital currency, they will know exactly what you're buying and how much you're paying for it and who you bought it from. So now you have absolute control that they could shut off your digital currency. And in that shut off, you don't get to buy and you don't get to sell. Yep. Now, if you don't think this is something that a government can really do. Oh, and they, they've said they're going to do it. I mean, they, they, they've, I've got into the fact that they say once they get everybody sucked into this or as many people as they can, this is exactly what they will do. Let's go back to 2012, where Lois Lerner is working at the IRS in the non the tax exempt branch, and she denies tax exempt status to any group that's got Tea Party in the name. She denies their ability. To they could do that exact same thing with all the 501c3 churches because that's the tax exempt status that they're talking about. The Tea Party, you know, Church of Satan, Christian churches, they're all in that. I don't know. I mean, that's who you're yoked up with when, when you, uh, I mean, cults that are 501c3, the Church of Satan, they're all 501c3 exempt as well. So that's the kind of company you keep when you're in that classification as a church. Um, but they could go to all the churches and say, listen, you don't fall in line um, with whatever mandates or edicts or whatever we're telling you to push. We'll, we'll take away that and we'll take away your subsidies and, and we'll essentially erase you and will revoke your 501c3 corporate status um and this is why you don't want to do that <laughs> this is why i've preached against it for so long just key in 501c3 uh in the search box at contendingfortruth.com and see the many studies i've done on the subject have that status so the contributions to that political cause were shut down and she did it intentionally. And it looks like she had regular meetings in the White House 
And I, I don't know if they discussed it, but why in the world is the head of the tax exempt branch meeting regularly in the White House? Mm -hmm. So look at this. This should be something that every American says, no, we value our privacy. And I would encourage you, I'm, I'm starting to do this more and more. When you have the chance to use cash, please use it. Yeah. Uh, it, it will actually protect you in the Absolutely. Uh, okay, so let's go ahead and go further here. Okay, so along these lines, to reiterate this a little bit more, and to give us some more proof of this, this is from Dobby7 trying to withdraw cash. Big banks like Chase want to know why. And banks like NatWest want to see proof of, evidently, why you're withdrawing the cash. This is Dabu7, a heads up for folks out there that are looking to withdraw large sums of cash from their bank. You just might run into some issues from here on out. As you're looking here at one graphic that has been circulating on social media, and this connects in, into NatWest Bank. Anyone that's banking with them, you might want to make note of this, and it's not just them. Other banks are doing the same thing. Remember, this, all these banks, well, you'll see one or two banks, you're like, ah, oh, it's not my bank. They're, they're being told by their handlers, do this. We're, we're beta testing. We're seeing how much compliance we can achieve from the sheeple people. Okay? That's how they would view humanity by and large. So this is why you're seeing this. But you're not seeing it ubiquitously across the board in every bank all at once. Where obviously there would be far more outcry and pushback. Note reads... It says that their primary aim is to keep customers safe and secure and for them to follow the processes carefully to achieve this. That includes asking questions about the purpose of your cash withdrawal. They may also ask for supporting documentation such as an invoice. I mean, who comes with an invoice to just pull out cash? This is your money. And they're, and they're like acting like no it's our money, which theoretically it is once you deposit it, if you look at the fine print. Um, and they're like, why are you withdrawing our money? This is a, this is a larger cash per purchase. You, this is suspicious. This is how they're going to frame people that want to pay with cash um, from here on out in, in more of an increasing level of, oh, this eye of suspicion. That, that'll be another uh, way they try to motivate people to ditch cash. They say that if you do not listen to what they're saying, that they can reject you wanting to get this cash. They say in some instances, we may choose to decline the cash withdrawal based on the information provided. So this is very real. Some people thought it was fake or some AI-generated thing at first, but no. If you go over to NatWest's bank, right there on their site they say this right there on the site for some banks this isn't all too new for some people out there it is they just can't seem to wrap their head around the fact that they can't get large sums of cash out of the bank until they try to go do it and they're told they can't get it chase bank asking questions doing the same anyone going in wanting to take out more than a couple thousand dollars they're wanting to know why you're taking it out for a purchase. So this is happening large scale across the board. 
If you guys got a bank out there that you're dealing with, something suspicious, let me know in the comment section or email me, dapu7 at yahoo.com. Okay, so we have that. Again, I'm just trying to kind of give you little pieces of this of this puzzle to bolster what we're talking about here. Uh, then, we, then we move on to this subject, and we're kind of switching gears a little bit, but I do believe it's kind of related. Get ready. Senators are given satellite phones for some future, quote, disruptive event that will take out communications. Sources confirmed to CBS News that all 100 senators were offered the phones last month and more than 50, over four dozen accepted uh, this gift. The senators who agreed to take the devices were urged to keep them close by during travel. The report from CBS News does not say which lawmakers have possession of the phones. The phones are being fully paid with taxpayer dollars. The Department of Homeland Security claims the phones are a security backstop in case of an emergency that takes out communications in part of America. All right, so let's just learn a little bit more about this. This is Dabu7. We have confirmation here today that dozens of U.S. senators have been issued satellite phones to be used during an emergency situation. And this situation is what they're dubbing a disruptive event. Whatever that may be, apparently our senators are being told that something is incoming here right around the corner and that these phones that have been distributed as part of a new security effort from the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms have been offered to every single senator in case of a big-time emergency. It's unclear exactly which senators took part in this, but they're saying that last month, Karen Gibson put this out and said that satellite communication will ensure a redundant and secure means of communication during a disruptive event. So the red flags are flying now and the questions are coming in as well. What is the disruptive event? They obviously know that something is about to happen and they're preparing their senators for such an event. You know, lights out. And as it says here, the phones will support security measures during an emergency that takes out communications in the United States. Folks, we've got a big event about to happen where the communication and comms are about to go down. Well, okay, he's acting like it's going to happen any day. It could happen any day. Maybe it will, but I'm not a big date setter. So... I want to make you aware of this, but I'm not also going to say, oh, it's going to happen here in a week or, or give you that impression that it's 100% imminent. Maybe it is, but it just it's more of a heads up, more of a, okay, I want you to be aware of this. And they are making sure that our senators have satellite phones to be able to deal with the situation. This is real deal. I'm going to break this down further on the lot. Okay, so we have that. And then it's kind of rapid fire here. Um, okay, so now we're talking about what is the a disruptive event. And then we have stuff like this going on. 30-ton shipment of explosive chemical chemical disappears um, from train between California and Wyoming. So, I mean, you know, this is the same explosive chemical that, you know, um, has been used before with different types of um, uh, bomb making and this type of thing. This is Dabu7. 
A heads up here, as we have word of a 30-ton shipment of ammonium nitrate, which is a chemical used for both fertilizer and as a component in explosives, has gone missing during a rail shipment between Wyoming and California. There's apparently multiple investigations in, into this, but they start off by saying that this was loaded with 60,000 pounds when it left Cheyenne, Wyoming, and was found empty two weeks later at a rail stop in the Mojave Desert. Some are saying that even if it had a leak in one of the cars, there still should have been there should have been some kind of grain, some kind of pellet form still there because that's what it was in pellet form when transferred in this hopper car. The hopper car is similar to those that are used when you ship coal. They're saying that this thing was completely sealed off when it left, and then when it hit another checkpoint. It, in uh, Saltdale, it was said to have been sealed off as well. Rail cars sealed when it left Cheyenne facility, and the seals were still intact when it arrived in Saltdale. The initial assessment is saying that there may have been a leak through the bottom gate of the rail car, but others are saying, man, how does this much just vanish with no trace on the tracks, no sign of it anywhere, and every last bit of it removed out of the car? Well, this car is heading back for an inspection and for the rest of the investigation. And as of right now, they don't have a solid answer as to what happened with this. They do go on to say that this is the exact same kind of substance that was used on the Murrah Federal Building in the Oklahoma City bombing that took place back no, in... That's debatable. That whole false narrative that was given us on that, that was what they told us they used... The, I could probably do two or three part study on that. But anyway, it can be used as an explosive, though, for sure. 1995. So for what it's worth, it's been used before, could be used again. Just wanted to put the heads up out there. If I get any updates, I'll update. Okay, so we have that. So again, rapid fire. Then again, related to this, critical communications com compromise. U.S. Navy warns Chinese hackers have infiltrated the naval infrastructure. And again, you know what? Before I say that, I should I should actually have this report ahead of this. So, um, because I'm kind of putting the cart before the horse here. Let me just arrange. Okay, so before I get into that, this is more pertinent. China refuses all communication now with the U.S. for three weeks. Since the end of high-level meetings, and this story just broke, this report, since the end of high-level meetings between the U.S. and China, which took place in Vienna around May 10th, China has cut off all communications with the U.S. Chinese officials refuse phone calls, meetings, and any dialogue with American representatives, saying one high-ranking State Department official. This has gone on since their meetings on in Vienna around May 10th, which means it has now been three weeks since the two governments spoke to each other. This is a huge issue for the two largest trading partners on the planet. In the meantime, the American people should know that relations between the U.S. and China are having a very large problem, and Beijing has cut off all contact. Okay, so then we have critical communications compromise. U.S. Navy warns Chinese hackers have infiltrated the naval infrastructure. So let's listen to that. And uh, because that relates to the subject. This is Dabu 7. It seems the stage is set 
for a big cyber attack to take out infrastructure in the United States. And right now we have the U.S. Navy now coming out and warning that they have been attacked by a Chinese group, that they have attacked their infrastructure. Not only in the United States, but in Guam. And Microsoft has also come out stating that there is some kind of security alert where they believe the Chinese are trying to get into a back door and that they're not just observing, they're pretty much going into attack mode. They are targeting critical communications. They say that maritime and transportation infrastructure were compromised. This is coming from our U.S. Navy. Most people are just going to push on to the next thing of entertainment, and they're going to do so until the lights go out. That's just the way that it is. I hope that some of you that are smart have a plan for this event. It's very obvious it's coming here in the offing. We're getting closer and closer to it. In, in this, what they want to call the Great Reset, a lights-out resetting event here in America where the power will be down, as many have telegraphed, up to 60 days. I'm not so sure that many people have a plan for that. But right now, even if it doesn't... What does and it now matter? the phone thing with the senators makes more sense as well. Does it? They can just point the finger at China and say that their group here, that they've got working on this, this Chinese state-sponsored group, is behind it. And what's anyone going to do to say any different or prove any different? Your own government could pull the switches. How's anyone going to prove any different? Volt Typhoon is the name of this group that is doing all this damage. And they're saying that they're targeting Guam because Guam would be a high-profile spot if a war was to break out over Taiwan. Look, man, when the U.S. Navy comes out and says, we've been hit, our infrastructure has been hit, transportation compromised, this is a huge alert. For what it's worth... Here you go, and remember all the senators that got satellite phones, all the people taking vacation here and dipping out from their businesses. A lot of things going on. Join me on the live streams Monday. And okay, so we have that. Uh, the next one, Chinese migrants are landing on Florida's beaches. I mean, Ch Chinese illegal aliens are landing on Florida's beaches. 23,000 um, illegal migrant counters in March alone, evidently. And I, I, I don't know if that means on Florida beaches, but this is insane. This is Dabu 7. We now have Chinese migrants coming to shore in Florida, here, mainland USA, coming up onto the shores, some escaping into the country to never be seen again, others getting apprehended. And it's got a lot of people saying, what is really going on? Now, we know this whole Title 42 thing's in motion with the southern border. And we've seen a lot of Hispanics coming in from Latin America, you know, Mexico, Venezuela, countries like that. But China is nowhere close to our country. And for these individuals to be coming in, they've literally got to be crossing the big pond in a boat or being flown here, something. They're being brought here. And that costs money, takes fuel, energy. And from that, well, it's just like the whole invasion that's occurring at the southern border. They're they're being brought here, and we've we've given you, Michael Yan in particular, has given you all the ways, and how. They, well, not every single aspect of it, but definitely to a certain extent, at least how they're making the last leg. 
of the journey um, and that they're being funded heavily by their own, really by most likely the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, these types of things. Of a distance, that's a huge haul. These people swimming up onto our shores, people on the beaches down near Miami freaking out. We had a Detroit resident named Marvin say that he witnessed this, saw three helicopters swoop in outside of his hotel. Then they were swarming these migrants, rounding them up, of which they said they caught 10. They said that there was a total of 15 that they came in on the boat that you see here to the left, mm -hmm. and that I guess the other five got away. Yeah, they're showing the boat, and they're showing a picture of these um, illegals, Chinese illegals coming on shore. Because they've only arrested 10, although they admit 15 came in just on this one boat. Now, they have encountered 23,000 migrants just in one month alone in this area. <laughs> we are getting invaded. Like never before, they're coming in from all angles. Just and walk a blackout on the local news in that area, guaranteed. Right up on the beaches and then taken off into the country. So I urge folks out there, if you see something crazy happening on a shoreline, on the beaches. So they could be staging in Cuba, which is also communist, and an ally of China. Cuba being the, the, the um, closest very very close island to florida and they could come ashore you know anywhere in the florida keys or wherever the pre-designed pickup spot is ditch the boat come on shore and, and have their transportation awaiting them get in there and get out of dodge really quick people are just washing up and then disappearing into the country you need to say something you need to do something we've got to act on this and again will this we talked a lot about those bible verses about god's judgment in on a nation not desired and if that goes down i mean in the bible you will look and god will use other wicked nations to judge or to bring a uh, judgment upon Israel in particular, when Israel was out of God's will, when they were unrepentant, he will use other wicked nations, other evil nations, in order to judge Israel, in order to um, chastise them, in order to ultimately bring them back into right standing with God. You know, that's why he does it. This has been going on for a long time. This has been decades in the making. Is this what we're looking at here? I mean, they're not doing this. They're, they're doing it in Europe to a certain extent. But as far as what's going on in America with the invasion in particular, I don't see any part of the earth where it's going on to that degree. And will these very same wicked people Pray those that can be saved would be saved. But would these very same wicked people, because like I said before, a lot of what is coming up through the southern border, they are the dregs. They are the worst of the worst that they're sending. They're doing that by design on purpose. We're going to look at that in depth more in a right after this is over. And will they be used as part of God's judgment on this nation? 
can't just sit back and watch people infiltrating our country left and right. But yet, that is exactly what's happening by the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. It's soon to be millions if nobody stops it. So we're not on board with these governors that are shipping them into the interior of the country. You should be shipping them out, and that's it. If they want to come here, they come here legally. Just like you have to go to any other country, it has to be legally or you get kicked out. No exceptions. So we got an invasion going on if anyone cares. <laughs> Join me on the live stream. I remember being in the Baptist church back in North Fort Myers, Florida, at New Testament Baptist, and doing a presentation on this subject, but it was on the Muslims. It was on the Muslim sleeper cells that were already here in America. Now, this would have been probably around like the year 2000, maybe 1999, around there, and how freaked out I was about what I found out back then, okay, like 23, 24 years ago, about the Muslim sleeper cells that I have reported on over and over um, in America over the years. But this is so far, we've gone so far beyond that at this point. We, we've gone, you know, light years ahead of, of any of that, that talk. Yes, they're still here. And yes, they're going to play, I do believe, a big part. We haven't heard as much about that lately. It's more been just get the dregs of society pouring in and as many children as possible so they can sell them into sex slavery and adrenochrome harvesting and things of this nature it's possible um to collapse the country and to ultimately be used as a weapon against the legal americans here which is happening right now but as far as a frontal full-on war assault we've yet to see that but they are obviously they're staging for what appears to be that um, okay, so let's go to the next report. Again, rapid fire. And again, these are, this is more confirmation. They're proposing an illegal alien adoptive uh, family program targeting empty nesters. There's currently an estimated 800 illegals staying at police stations. And again, who knows how many it is now at the time of this broadcast at police stations because the shelters are full. And I think it's in this one this one city called Alderman. I'm assuming it's in Texas. One of cities Alderman, one of the cities Aldermans is proposing an adoptive family program where empty nesters would take in the invaders, like empty nesters, like okay, the kids have all left. We've got, we've still got a five bedroom, three bath house. It's just me and Maud here in the house and and we're empty nesters and yeah we'll bring we'll bring in the invaders into our home i mean you talk about a monstrous mistake but um this is what they're proposing now in order to start and again i, I reported on this they, they're going to try to get the the um, united nations the world economic from our own government is, is proposing a lot of this um to bring in these um these invaders right into your home all right let's go let's learn some more about this 
I know people get a little bit uh, scared sometimes when, you know, thinking bad things are going to happen to their neighborhood from strangers coming in. I think it's the opposite. But what happens after oh, sorry. August She 1st. thinks it's the opposite. So these illegal invaders that are here illegally, that are breaking the law the moment they cross the border, she thinks it's not going to be a big deal. How can a corrupt fountain yield forth fresh water? How can something that's done illegally bring forth good fruit would be my question to her. When the school has to be turned back over to students and staff, Alderman Sposato says the city needs to come up with alternate ideas to just traditional shelters. We need to get start an adaptive family program. I mean, there's families out here, maybe empty nesters want to take a family in them. <laughs> This, of course, all costs money, more than the state and federal government have given. And so on Wednesday, city council members are going to be asked to reallocate $51 million in surplus funds to the migrant good. crisis. Good, good, good. They, they bring them in. They usher them in. They, they, they're, they're giving them the money to get up here. And now give them another $51 million to usher in these illegal invading hordes, bringing all their diseases, all their Santa Maria Santa Morarte death cult um, religion where they literally worship the um, the angel of death, essentially. And absolutely, that's the wise, wise thing to do is just bring them in at breakneck speed, overwhelm us, just let them annihilate us, let them snuff us out. That is obviously the biblical right thing to do. Money that will only get the city through June. I know uh, people get a... Anyway so more in insanity along those lines now along those lines let's talk a little bit more about the the santa Marte. the new york post recently ran a um well actually this was from 2021 they were even talking about it and santa Marte and five more religious saints worshiped by drug cartels so the, the different it's they're just like the catholic church they've got their plethora of saints now there's a little bit more overtly dark it's still idolatry it's still bowing yourself down to idols but the drug cartels their their primary and, and one of the primary deities that's worshipped in um mexico is santa muerte which is the angel of death okay it's the quintessential cliche skeleton in a black hooded robe which is kind of what we were talking about last week with the uh the king king's coronation or whatever when that that creepy looking hooded robe figure uh walked across the thing there what we were talking about anyway um this is one of the primary deities that's actually worshipped in mexico and central america and these types of places uh, santa Barte, the saint of death in the underworld at the U.S. border, the illegal invaders are also bringing their false satanic religions. That's another thing we haven't really talked a lot about. Now, I've done many teachings on this, and um, I, I'm, I give you the links here to part one, two, and three, entitled Witchcraft in Mexico, Santa Muerte Death Cult, Catholic Skull Worship, and the Catholic Inquisitions. Because, see, it's all tied together because most of these people that are worshiping Santa Muerte are also, would also call themselves Catholics. Just like if you go to Haiti, when you go down there, and I've dealt with Haitians personally. I mean, I voodoo witch doctors trying to kill me, or at least one, not more, um, when I was in Fort Myers. If you want to just key in voodoo witch doctor, my supernatural experiences, I think I talk about it there. Um, 
I've had my I've had my dealings with with voodoo. Okay, high level. We're talking not garden variety. I'm talking high level voodoo priests trying to take me out. But praise God, um, God prevented all that, and I'm still here. But this whole thing with Santa Muerte in Catholicism, it's also compatible because they all have their built-in idolatry. It's the same thing with voodoo. Most people that practice voodoo, 90% of the people in Haiti that practice voodoo also would consider themselves Catholics. You know, they're not, but you never see anybody practicing voodoo and, and actually being a Bible-believing Christian, okay? It doesn't, that doesn't commingle whatsoever. But Catholicism, yeah, I mean, you know, you don't have to read your Bible really and, and you know, you can have all the Catholic graven idols and images you bow yourself down to and then you can have your overt voodoo idols you bow yourself down to and so it's all very familiar it's all very familiar territory the same thing goes on all over caribbean islands and in central america and in mexico and in south america this is and in you know these places it's very very common to have this these two melding together but anyway i did a three-part study on this subject and if you want to avail yourself to it now saying that this report starts out by saying the shrine circled in red now you're going to have to look at the pdf to understand what we're talking about here but the shrine circled in red and it's a picture i posted is a shrine on the mexico side of the new mexico border you can literally see the border fence right behind the shrine meaning america's on one side or new mexico's on one side mexico's on the other the wall is riddled the wall behind it is riddled with holes uh, this is a smuggling bus that you're actually seeing pull up to it. Uh, one of the buses that we talked about where they're, uh, they're basically taking them in luxury up to the border and letting them off so they can cross into America. Okay. This is a smuggling bus. While we were there, buses were dumping invaders who flowed through the walls because they already made, had their pre, they already had their holes in the walls. Two cartel members got out and were finding and working on holes in broad daylight, meaning they were trying to make the holes bigger, these cartel members. Notice this bus stops at this shrine. Now, I'm assuming it's a Santa Muerte shrine, but you can see the shrine here. There's the smuggling bus. There's the border wall. You can see it right for your own eyes. And this is where they drop them off. So they can go, they can pray to the angel of death and or whatever you know devil they're praying to. And then they can go their merry way and... Um, you know, crossed into the America and evidently have no conscience about any of it. Think it's a cool thing to do. Um, get their brokering religion at the uh, little shrine there, little dabble do ya, and then go their merry way through the um, hole ridden uh, border fence there. So, you know, it's kind of a win 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 for everybody. Now, the last two images that they're posting here that I also reposted are images from the show Breaking Bad. It shows their two worst cartel assassins crawling to the, I believe it's the Santa Morarte Shrine. Them and a whole bunch of other people are crawling to one of these shrines. Because see, these the more you debase yourself and humiliate yourself shows that you're a real true believer. A lot of people do this with Catholicism where they'll, you know, they'll go on their knees and they, it's all of this self um this works-based look at me um look at how much of a believer i'm look at the links i'm willing to go it's based in pride is what it is it's based in pride 
and they will crawl on their knees and their knees will be all bloody or whatever they'll crawl on their hands and knees to these shrines and think that that they're going to get a better payout from whatever devil or deity they're making a they're imploring for whatever they're trying to get whether it be money or sex or whatever they're trying to get and it shows these two and these are the worst of the worst in breaking bad these two cartel guys i mean it's stone cold beyond killers we're talking we're talking <laughs> we're talking having their conscience seal with a hot iron doesn't even describe these guys they're such cold-blooded killers okay yet they're showing them here debasing themselves in their full probably five thousand dollar suits crawling on a filthy road to this shrine because they know what side their satanic bread is buttered they know they know where they get their power and their protection from and the highest you can go is santa muerte the angel of death so they appeal to santa muerte for everything that you could imagine some things might even appear as oh well that's not even bad with their own who cares you're going to Satan for a remedy. <laughs> it's total insanity. Um, and they're showing these cartel assassins crawling to the shrine, along with a whole bunch of other people. And I post the pictures for you. You can see them. A comment about this said, all of this is true. I am a retired American living in Mexico. I can't move away since our families are here. Cartel members are demons, cannibals. They worship Santa Muerte and do human sacrifice to Satan. They kidnap kids and women to sell them to perverts and sex trafficking. This is what's coming over the border. They kidnap young men, even older ones, and force them to do the dirty work under threat of killing their families. They also force the kidnapped people to take kids to the border where they're sold into slavery. Yep. So I said, a fountain can't yield fresh and bad water. Fresh water and bad water. It's, it's, it's got to yield one or the other. And the fountain, this illegal alien invasion, is a corrupt fountain. Okay, Ignorant, stupid people consider the cartel celebrities. Okay, Don't think all the people in this country are bad. We beg the government for help, but they're all under the cartel's control. My dream is for someone to eliminate every one of these demons without harming innocent people. And to her, I would say, send me, oh God. Make me your battle axe and weapons of war. Here I am, O oh God, send me, as I believe it says in Isaiah. And I'm sure there's a lot of, other, of, of, a lot of you out there, like men in particular, hopefully, that would um, identify with those statements. Because when wickedness prospers, it never produces good things. Never. Okay, so I'm going to try to get in one more video here, or one more audio here. Proposed Global WHO Treaty supersedes nation's constitution, establishing global governance. Okay, again, we're gleaning here. Um, Steve Bannon, he's interviewing Michelle Bachman, and, um, but what she's talking about is truth. I mean, you know. Good alive to Geneva and, and Michelle Bachman. This thing, what does he even notice? Congressman Bachman brought it up. Uh, six or seven months ago, we got people on it. Now we got congressmen all over this. I believe she's a former congressman. Although they're not there. But give us an update, Congressman Bachman, of the hill we got to climb. The, the head of, I get up on Getter, the head of WHO said the reason they're doing this is to save the world from these amazing biblical pandemics 
that are coming, ma'am. And, and you know the Old Testament as well as anybody. Why, why are you fighting this? Why, are you, According to WHO head, you're making the world less secure, less safe, and less healthy. Michelle Bachman. And again, what's the title of this video? Proposed Global WHO Treaty supersedes nation's constitutions, our nation's constitution, establishing global governance. So, like I said, everything I've talked to you today, uh, other than the Bible stuff up front, I mean, all the current event stuff is, is just hurting us in this direction of global governance. Well, the reason why I and other people are fighting this, quite frankly, is because this is creating a perch or a platform for the creation of global government, one world global governance headquartered here in Geneva. And this is the global headquarters of the United Nations, of the World Trade Organization, of the World Economic Forum, of the International Red Cross. Many organizations are headquartered here. They want to expand that level of control and governance here at the UN. Steve, it's important that everyone understand there isn't one nation out of the 194 member nations who have been here at the World Health Assembly, the 76th World Health Assembly. There isn't one nation that has dissented from the proposed 300 amendments to the international health rules. There isn't one nation. Not that one nation is, in other words, is, is resisting the new world order. That's why I wouldn't say when people say, oh, I got to move out and, and oh, that's the, you know, like, where are you going to move to? I mean, where are you going to move? Uh, <laughs> all the nations are going along with this, you know, and you know how much money that costs to actually do something like that and to become a citizen of another nation. And typically, if you do that, you're going to become a target. I mean, unless it's like Canada or something, you're going to be... <laughs> You're going to be a target. If you're an American, you're going to be viewed as rich and you're going to be, you know, viewed as a target and you might already be hated by a lot of the people in those nations. So unless you have a clear mandate from God, I just take your stand where you're at or, or you know, now I'm all for, for getting to areas that are more secured as long as God's leading you there and doing things like shielding your house from all these EMFs and, and um, I'm not in a position where I can really do that. I've done a little bit, but um you know shielding yourself from the emfs from the 5g and from the smart meters and things of this nature i think every bit of that type of stuff you can do that's great because i do think that there are horrible detrimental effects from all this 5g garbage and then the satellites and all the other stuff we've talked about but man moving to another country that's a whole other different animal has dissented from any of the language in the proposed global pandemic treaty you bet they're planning on multiple pandemics coming forward in the future. They're planning this. Weird. I don't know why. Bill and Melinda Gates were here yesterday. They were meeting at the World Health Organization. But today we heard from many, many nations on these proposed amendments. And they've got a plan and they've got a target. And they plan one year from today to be back here in Geneva, Switzerland, and pr um, propose and pass these amendments and put this into effect, which would create the platform for global governance. This combines jurisdiction over environment, the land, jurisdiction over animals, and jurisdiction over humans under their One Health Initiative. So humans are worth no more than a cockroach. A cockroach is worth no more than the land. And so that's the criterion upon which they make decision. Human equals cockroach equals dirt. That's their criterion. And they will arrogate to themselves this authority, 
next year. Now, I don't know if you want to play the sound clip. I send it to your producer. It's from our United States delegate today who spoke this afternoon. This is the main day. This is the number one day that when they've been speaking about these proposed amendments and the proposed pandemic treaty, they plan that next year, one year from now, they will merge the pandemic treaty and the 300 amendments, they will be synchronized with each other, synthesized with each other, and they will be essentially one document and they will pass next year. So they're planning to make sure they get all the kinks out and they're good to go because they plan to go all in and vote next year. But what the United States delegate, what our delegate said here this afternoon is that she is that the United States is all in and fully on board with these 300 amendments as currently written and anybody can access them at the World Health Organization website but also they're all in on the global pandemic treaty so the United States is for this all the nations of the world who spoke today they're all for it there isn't one that's dissented so unless we intervene this is a done deal one year from today and that's when we have an existential threat to our sovereignty and we will lose it one year from today but there is time for intervention so as i mentioned to you yesterday steve there aren't any members of the house of representatives here there isn't the united states uh, press corps there is an absence there's no member of the united states senate for heaven's sakes of course you not. would think that they would call these documents mm. in to the senate no. and to the house to review them they need to do that mm. soberly they've got to review all of this because this was will because be they've all been given their marching orders and they're they're all like don't even cover this this is part of the plan we want this and don't shed any light on any of it what the united states is required to come under they call it an accord they call it an accord but it's a treaty but it's funny they 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 slip sometimes and they use the word treaty and then they say oh well, well an accord because they don't want it to be called into place but this is it we have the plan now they've given us the timetable They've given us the agenda. They've given us the content of the new rules that they expect us to live under. So think of it this way. It would be like they're rewriting a new Declaration of Independence and a new Constitution of the United States for us and all of the people of the world to live under. It is global governance through the platform of world health. Is there any doubt in your mind that the U.S. is uh, the Biden regime and the globalist in, in the administrative state uh, of the U.S. government, which taxpayers are paying for, and we gotta we got to deconstruct immediately? Are they one of the driving forces in back of this, Congressman? They're, they're the leading force. They, they would never try to pull this off when Trump was in office. They, they wouldn't do that. They, they could only get away with so much. And this is why Biden was installed, because under the most wicked democratic and i understand it's a uniparty but um under the most wicked democratic regime we've ever seen the biden regime they're they're going all in they've satan has pushed in all of his chips and they're going for broke started this process one year ago was the biden administration who kept these amendments hidden in january of 2022 Mm -hmm. it wasn't until 
April of 2022 that our mutual friend James Rogalski found out about these proposed amendments. And we've been warning people for about a year. We have Botswana and some other little African nations to thank that last year at this assembly where I am, this is day six for me in Geneva, Switzerland at the World Health Assembly at the United Nations building. It was one year ago that Botswana and these little African nations didn't get the memo. And they said, hey, wait a minute, time out. We don't want to do this. And so all of a sudden, the World Health Assembly had to pull back. They realized they had dissent in the camp. They had to fix this thing. So now they're back here this year to say, hey, we got agreement with everybody. We're agreeing. We're going to make sure we get all the kinks out and everybody's happy. And then next year at this time, we're going to pass it. What does passing mean? It means implementation. It means the amendments are implemented that day. It means the global pandemic treaty is implemented that day. And yesterday on your show, Steve, there was a woman from Africa who said that she wanted all the delegates to know that they needed to do a dry run. They need to do a simulation this fall based upon all 300 proposed amendments and the global pandemic treaty. So that's what they want to do. A simulation this fall, a drive run based on all of this. And then next January, they intend to complete the final process package, give it to the UN in January of 2024. They'll be back here in February of 2024 in Geneva, Switzerland to have their final little conversations. And then they will take the vote one year from today in Geneva, Switzerland. So we've got our marching orders. We've got one year to see this thing through. And we've got to get out of the World Health Organization. That's why it was, if it was up to me, and if I was Kevin McCarthy, I would base uh, lifting, raising the debt ceiling to getting the United States out of the World Health Organization. In fact, what I would do is I would say to Joe Biden, I'm not even going to speak to you about raising the debt ceiling until you sign the papers to get the United States out of the World Health Organization. It is a one year protocol process to get the united states out we need to start that today as soon as possible okay so i wanted you to be aware of that as well because i wasn't aware of that um a lot of stuff going on here um a lot of things you could be praying about uh you know and however the lord leads you i had a long time listener tracy sent me this um and it's called the Titler Cycle of Democracy. I'm not real fond of the word democracy, but introduced he introduced this back in 1984 by a college professor. And this is the cycle of democracy. It starts out with faith, search for unity, deep moral gatherings. Um, and these are the things that societies tend to go through. Okay. Now, the next thing is courage. People fight for freedom. Then liberty, prosperity, and freedom achieved. Then abundance is achieved. These are these are these are in order. Then the focus turns to material things. When so abundance is where we start having the problem. Okay, in societies. Now, granted, this is also not done from a biblical perspective, but I would say the elements here, for the most part, are pretty accurate. Then once abundance is achieved, then selfishness kicks in, which it's all about me and my stuff. Then complacency kicks in, which is entitlement and self-absorption. Then 
personal responsibility becomes lost where you say it's not my fault then apathy which leads to cent freedom centralized and independence controlled then dependence the government achieves complete control which is where we're at where they're trying to get us to right now and then the point of no return back into bondage or, or into bondage where people oppose those conditions and then that leads you back to the cycle of then it starts over faith search for unity deep moral gatherings which is what the first point we covered so anyway i thought that was interesting and um that's all we have for part one so god bless you and we will see you in part two Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Kickery, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.